Tony Basilio welcoming you to another edition. It is a Memorial Day edition. May we remember those who have served us, those who paid the ultimate price so that we may be here on this glory day enjoying all the fruits of the world in which we live and in a wonderful nation. As I welcome you to special Monday program because today coming up in a little while uh, we are going to see the draw Tennessee baseball playing in their 13th ever NCAA tournament and lo and behold there's some chatter around Tennessee's program that they are in fact that there's conflicting information out there, okay? First of all, all the glitterati is saying that Tennessee is going to go to Terre Haute, Indiana. That's where they've been for several days now, the D1 people, and there are a couple other folks that do these projections. It's not like the basketball space where there are millions and millions and millions of uh, predictors, and Jerry Palm Matt sits right at the very top of that, doesn't he? Matt Dixon? Uh, yes, he's on the, the CBI bubble for, for bracketology, yes. Oh, Matt's a hater, isn't he? Where does, where, where does he have the, 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 the baseball team going? So Matt Dixon's with us on a Monday, TGMD, of TLD Logistics Short Porch Fame. There's a short porch over in Terre Haute, Indiana, Beanstar, along with maybe Ball State in Indiana as well. Do you want to go to the John Cougar Seymour Mellencamp from Seymour, Indiana, Beano? You want to go to that regional? Tony B, after starting 5 and 10, uh, I'll go anywhere they want to send us. Happy to be back in, uh, in regional play, wherever it is. Anywhere the wind blows, as the old lyric goes. Anywhere the wind blows. So, the word is, and I don't know, this is the word, okay? But this is the word on the streets. And I heard it on the streets. But the word on the streets is that, though we've had all that chatter about Seymour, Indiana, and that regional, it looks like the Vols are heading... They think internally, they think they're going to Clemson. Now, what we don't know is if they go to Clemson, who are the teams that will join them? But does anybody, Brian, do you have a projection of Clemson's region? Can you find that for me on D1 Baseball? Because you could do some, if you if you were to swap uh, Tennessee over there with the team that was supposed to be ticketed there. You could probably figure out the puzzle here. But, Matt, if they end up in Clemson, would that mean that D1 baseball's way off on their seating of where they had Tennessee? Uh, no, not necessarily, I don't think. Um, there's three host teams in that are in the state of South Carolina this year, which South Carolina got a 
it was kind of a little bit of a surprise last night. Mm-hmm. Um, East, East Carolina will be a, a, a two seed, probably one of the higher two seeds. So they'll go to one of those three spots. Um, probably wouldn't pair them with Coastal. Although, they, I mean, I guess they could if they want to limit mid-majors. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, you know, East Carolina would be a, a two seed that's probably projected at either either Clemson or South Carolina, I would guess. Mm-hmm. Tennessee baseball thinks um, they think they're going to Clemson. Matt, if you had your choice, which place would you rather go? Clemson? Um, or, or Indiana State? Yep. Uh, obviously, Clemson's a, a closer drive and, and probably a much better weather. Um, but I think they've won sixteen or seventeen straight games. Yeah, second, you know, second most in the country. Um, and you know, an ACC school probably a, a significant road uh, disadvantage for Tennessee against Clemson. Um, I, I think they're without question the best. Te- they they would be the best team in that um, Indiana State regional. Um, I think it's Indiana and Ball State were the other ones, and, and none, none of those three are, are very good, but you would have to factor in potential bad weather, which this team just doesn't play well in. Um, but Well, I'm looking at, at one draw, and if this is right, this is right. If it's not, it's right not. But if, in fact, Tennessee's suspicion is correct and they end up over at Clemson, it looks like they're paired with Auburn from where I'm at. Now, Matt, is that winnable? Uh, well, I mean, if you well, get yeah, there, is I mean, that this winnable? This can beat anybody, but yeah, that, I think that's looking way, way too far ahead to with with this with the team that's won four games on the road all season. Um, just getting out of out of a regional on the road, I, I think would be would be a, a pretty significant, uh, you know, for, for for this team. Um, they just haven't been able to play well on the road all year. Bino, Especially it's good teams. You know, I'm looking at Clemson right now, and, and you know, I'm, I'm, I mean, <laughs> I'm looking at all. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm not looking ahead. That's that's that would be embarrassing. Okay, like but 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 Brian, who are the teams in Clemson's region? Do you know? You have East Carolina, Texas Tech, and Central Connecticut, and uh, D1 has them paired against the 13 seed is Kentucky. So East Carolina was mentioned. They're the two. They're the projected two seed in that region. Texas Tech's the three seed. That's interesting. Orbino, you go. And Clemson has won. Clemson has won sixteen straight. Sixteen games. straight games. I'm looking at Clemson though. I'm going to make a case for Clemson here. Clemson plays in a place called Doug Kingsmore Stadium, Bean Star. You know, correct me if I'm wrong, doesn't that place hold about 4,500 people and then they've got like an overflow deal where they sit people in the outfield? Isn't that right, Bino? I, I believe that's correct, Tony. Uh, somewhere in the 4,000 permanent seats and then whatever you can get on that berm. I think it holds 6,260 people. Matt, here's a question for you. Where, where would our fans be more apt to go and will our fans go? 
uh, to see this year's Tennessee team. Will our fans travel, Matt? Oh, yeah, they'd have a lot more fans at, at Clemson than, than Indiana. I mean, I think they have like a 2,500-seat stadium. 6,200. Farragut High School has a better field and, and stuff than, than Indiana State. 6,200. Clemson's a much closer drive. Yeah, that'd be much better for the fans. Well, 6,260 people. You have a better chance of getting on TV if you're playing at Clemson than you do at Terre Haute, I, I think. Well, these deals start. This thing well, starts on. They're Friday. all streaming anyway now. Yeah, Doesn't matter but I mean, they TV. get on regular TV. You, you wouldn't have to stream if if they went to Clemson, as likely. Guys, I'm looking at Central Clemson. If Tennessee ends up at Clemson, that would be too ironic. They got swept. It looks like by Central Florida earlier in the year. No, they got hot at the end, but they were brutal. First of all, they have a coach that's in his first year. Uh, yeah, from from Michigan. Eric Bagley. Yeah, that's right. They played they played Vanderbilt in the the College World Series like title game a few years ago. So that's that guy's a really good coach, and this is his first. I think he he brought a few players down from Michigan to Clemson. You know, with kind of how that works now. But no, that that guy's a really good coach. So Eric Backich is his name. He's from Michigan. They're way ahead of schedule right now. In fact. So far ahead of schedule, they've won 16 straight. Tennessee thinks they're playing them now, which is why I'm parking on Clemson for a second here. This is a team looking at their looking at their body of work this year. They got swept by Central Florida, Hubino, whose coach got fired. What he has something in common with Tony Valls. Backage does. Bean Star. <laughs> yes. Uh... Yes, the Missouri uh, memories. Uh, didn't Clemson lose like five of their first seven series or something like they sh- that? They sure did. And and South Carolina blew them the kingdom come. I'll tell you this, guys. There's two ways of looking at it. I want to go to the College World Series. I'll let Matt be a relativist and let him worry about, you know, um, winning junior varsity championships. I want to play with the freaking big boys. So with that in mind, Bino, would you rather go Clemson, Auburn, or Terre Haute, number one seed in America, Wake Forest? Is number one is Wake number one seed? Yes or no? Obviously, they are. Yes, they are. Okay. Uh, yes, I didn't want to assume yeah, that. Obviously. But but that that stat still lingers that since 1999, and that's something that. Uh, I was talking to Evan Russell this morning, just kind of telling him the whispers, and we were sort of comparing notes. And Evan said, man, I, I, I feel for those Wake Forest kids. He said, because they don't realize it right now, but that thing's like an anchor when you walk into the postseason with that number one overall seed. And why that sport is like that, I don't know. But darn it, that sport is like that. Since 1999 is more than a trend, Bino, that's a fact, Jack. Well, Tony, I would probably rather have the bird in hand and play the 16 seed, 16 overall seed to get through, uh, have a better chance to get through the region. Um, uh, but, you know, if, if you can get through the region, then obviously your matchup in the super regional uh, is better, and you might even have a chance uh, to play it in Knoxville because, you know, there's always a chance Auburn doesn't make it through their own regional. So I... I, I don't uh, 
How do the ballparks compare the uh, size wise? Well, let me let me look at Clemson's ballpark because when I got the call that that that's that uh, that looked like Tennessee's destination, and this is internally now they feel like this is where they're heading. Jerry Palm called you. Right field in their ballpark, guys, is three forty. Center field is three ninety four hundred, depending on where you look. And left field is three twenty in that ballpark. That is that's Lindsey Nelson esque, isn't it, guys? What are Lindsey Nelson's dimensions, Matt? How, how does that differ? Uh, the, the what is it three ninety to dead center I think and then the short the shorter porch there in left I think it's like three ten and then three maybe three twenty down the right field line but they had the 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 smaller um, the height of the of the wall where the bullpen is is a little bit shorter so you know they're they're both they're both hitters parks that's that's for sure especially if you get you know kind of a warmer warmer day yep. um the ball can kind of jump and, and the acc is historically kind of a uh more of an offensive first league uh if you remember that that georgia tech team that came here they might have even been the three seed last year Boy, they, that came here. they were a really good offensive team um, the acc historically is is one of the, the the top um hitting leagues in the country every year that georgia tech team clemson doesn't really fit their ballpark then do they tony no they don't and we'll talk about that. Because they don't get any homers, I don't think. No, they, well. Steal a bunch of bases. The, you know, this weekend, Bino, what's interesting, and, and we're just giving you a quick download here on Clemson because we kind of think that the D1 guys, the D1 guys, I think are wrong on this. Now, they were wrong last night on a couple things. Um, Matt, is that usually how it goes, that they're off on a couple of uh, hosting sites? Because there were a couple surprises last night, Matt. Yes? Yeah, it, yeah, the uh, the South Carolina getting one because you know, they they're you know eight of the sixteen hosts are SEC teams, which is a is a record, and then you throw in the I think it's four ACC teams, and you have all these hosts are just kind of jam packed here in the southeast, um, which while deserving is n- not great for a lot of these teams, um, you know especially like out west they're. I think Stanford's the the only West Coast host, and Oklahoma State's the next furthest um, host uh, to, to teams in the West. So, no, it's like that. There's usually a few surprises here and there. Uh, if you want to dig into it and look at who's on the committee and who's the chair of the committee, you can kind of see some some teams got favorable draws, or, or at least in terms of hosts. So, but that that kind of goes on every year, even though. You know, we, even though some people pretend it doesn't. Not crying over you know, the Texas. Yeah. Good, Brian. State of Texas doesn't, it, for the first time in forever, I don't think they're they're not hosting. Nobody in Texas is hosting this year, which never happens. I'm sure there were 16 teams out there that were more deserving of us uh, to host the region. But what's the difference in South Carolina and Tennessee's RPI? I'm not sure South Carolina's one of them. I'm not saying we should be hosting 
but I'm not sure South Carolina should be hosting. No, and South They're, Carolina they in the faltered. South Carolina faltered down the stretch, Bino, big time. Yeah, their RPI is extremely high, if you'll remember, Bino, because do you remember that first night we beat them? We jumped like 15 spots in the RPI just yeah. based off that okay. one win. So they have a they have a rather high RPI, but there were a couple situations where in college baseball they chose to ignore RPI and and went away from it. Uh, this time, there are a couple fan bases, Matt, out there that are really bitching. They got screwed. Who knows, right? They're they're eighth in RPI. Clemson is. Yeah. No, South Carolina is. I think fifteen. The the fifteen of the sixteen hosts had top sixteen RPIs, and Auburn was the only one who didn't. And Campbell, yeah, Campbell Campbell had a top sixteen and didn't. Um, and conveniently, the uh, the chairperson of the committee um, is from Auburn. And, and one, one of the well, we can yeah. pretend that doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, right? What, Jerry Palm. One of the things that's two shots at him while we're talking baseball. That's one thing. How did Purdue do this year in baseball, Brian? Do we know? That's one they, thing. they might be in that regional up there. Well, Terre Haute. they have a kid that's starting seven. I'm six. sure they made Jerry. I'm sure Jerry Palm's bracket has Purdue in. Oh, Brian, I'm looking at the weather. Brian, I'm looking at the weather for Clemson. We better hope they don't go to Clemson this weekend, Brian. Friday's going to be 82 degrees. Brian, I'm already going to premedicate for you because in your alleged mind, you're going to snap out. 40% chance of thunderstorms, Bino, which means lightning in the area, which means, ooh, building start to shake, do a double take, lightning in the sky. Brian Hartman's not going to like that if we get a weather delay, Bino. Now, the field does have what they call a super sopper. Which removes water well, from a natural grass field. Brian, are you familiar with the super sopper? Hopefully it's better than what South Carolina's field removed water from. When uh, their outfield that was embarrassing. The water. In Division One baseball, when you say my field's underwater, Bino, that's embarrassing in the modern era. Yeah, Tony, you <laughs> with all the technology out there for drainage and that type of thing, it's uh there's no excuse to have a college field that's underwater. So would you rather go to Terre Haute, Indiana, and then play in Wake Forest? Or would you rather go to Clemson with the possibility of playing Auburn? Matt, do you think Auburn is a lead pipe cinch to win their regional there when you look at their ball club? Uh, no, not a lot at all. Uh, they have some issues on the mound, uh, but... I mean, they'll, they'll be the favorites, but it, it'd be interesting to see their draw. But no, they're not a they're not a lock to to win that. So, B, right. Bino made a good point earlier that despite not hosting a regional, there's usually one or two teams a year that that don't host a regional that actually host a super. So maybe Tennessee could could, could kind of luck into that this year after you know they Tennessee's had tough draws in this thing the last couple of years. No doubt. Um, right, so maybe, maybe maybe the team that doesn't deserve a break is going to get one. I'll never forget how mad Tony was. Now he didn't. Say, he kind of said it publicly a couple years ago at the Wright State deal and what they did to Vandy. But the Vols had a better year, and they gifted Vanderbilt, just gifted them, just gifted them a draw, and they made Tennessee go through the freaking uh, a gauntlet, including that Wright State bunch. Chris. Presbyterian, who had to drive through Knoxville to get to Nashville yep. to, to play Vandy. He, yeah. behind the scenes, was livid about that. Livid. 
but they're not going to do you know, him any favors. Was, based on the high bar that had been set here yep. and what we'd become accustomed to over the last couple of years, uh, there there was a lot of frustration uh, in this year's Tennessee baseball season. Mm-hmm. But we finally have the baseball program that that most of us have always wanted, and that's a regular tournament entry that hosts our share. Uh, I, I, that's all I've ever wanted in a baseball program, and and thank heavens Tony Vitello and Frank Anderson and staff have, have given us that. And baseball is a random sport that if you go enough to the postseason, you'll get your fair share of surprises, good and bad. And, and last year was a Volscar that'll sting for a long time. This year's team could turn around and, you know, hit the reset button and all of a sudden come out. I mean, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but, but see it in Major League Baseball all the time. My Phillies were absolute stone-cold bums last year until they went to St. Louis and won the playing game. And then they just took off. And that could happen. That could happen here. This team's plenty talented enough to do that. The question is, would you rather start that journey over at Clemson, South Carolina, in their little ballpark? I'm looking at a picture of that thing, guys. And it looks like they've got like a looks like a little stadium in the outfield. They've kind of got the outfield porch thing, except they've got that thing way built up. Are y'all have you seen a game there, Matt? Have you have you seen uh, what I'm talking about? Uh, I remember watching one not too long ago there. Um, it's a cool-looking little stadium. Yeah, but no, that's a, a historically one of the one of the better programs in in the southeast. Um, I don't think they've had a ton of success in Omaha, but they they used to get there frequently. Uh, so yeah, do they have? I wonder if their their baseball team runs down a able to get to the dugout pregame like like Dabo and those guys do. And they pet a rock, and, and Dabo leads them out. I wonder if their coach runs out in front of their team like he's um, like he's on meds. 865-200. Dabo looks, well, Dabo gives me, well, I got to hold my, take a brief time out, we come back. Tennessee and Clint, is that could that happen? They sort of feel like that's going to happen, but the rest of the glitterati thinks that Tennessee is going to Terre Haute, Indiana. We're going to find out in a half hour or so. Evan Russell's going to join us. I want to get some calls, and in fact, I'm doing that right after this. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. 
American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job to defenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Have you heard the news? The Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools has a new day and time. Hop on the Big Yellow School Bus Saturdays at 10 a.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM to hear all about what's happening in and around Murray County Public Schools. The Big Yellow School Bus with Jack Cobb and Friends on Front Porch Radio, Saturdays at 10 a.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM. 
This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. 865-200-5402, the number all lines are jammed. Do you want to go? Would you rather see this team start out in Terre Haute, Indiana, in the Indiana Invitational with Ball State, apparently, uh, in IU, and Indiana State? Bino, can you name another team off the Indiana State Final Four team? Can you name me one player off the Indiana State Final Four team in 79? Who? I believe there was a guy named Carl Nix. That is so good, Bino. So good. I'm so jealous of you. Hello and welcome in. Live on our game day edition, it's the draw special edition of the program. And as I was saying earlier, I believe the news, uh, the word reverberating out of Tennessee is they feel like they're uh, Clemson bound, while the rest of the world thinks they're going to Terre Haute. Let's see what happens. Hello and welcome in to our uh, inaugural call. Hey guys, it's the it's the poly one. What's up, Pauls? What's up, Pauls? Um, how's everyone doing? Good, Paulie. Good to hear your voice. Hey, who, uh, Tony, question to you. I don't know why I'm hearing myself double, but what's my question to you is, who, who's, you got a source on us going to Terre Haute? Yeah, that's D1 Baseball. D1 Baseball says we're going to Terre Haute. Okay, I just wanted to make sure you had a source. You got a source on that as D- a flashback. D1 baseball there, Roger. <laughs> All right. I, I, guys, I, if we do go there, man, I wish I owned a winter supply store. We could be selling earmuffs and gloves and mittens, if you know what I mean. Actually, what's interesting is the Except weather. Except it's going to be 80. The, no, it's going to be hotter than that. The weather at Terre Haute, I'll read it to you. It's Justin sent it to me in Bean Station. It's going to be 86, hang on, on Friday it's going to be 90 degrees, 15% chance of rain. Saturday, 92 degrees there, 5% chance of rain. And Sunday's the day where Brian Hartman better better pre-medicate. 91 degrees, 20% chance of rain. Really, really hot in Terre Haute. In Clemson this weekend, uh, just contrasting, 83 degrees, 35% chance of rain. 83 degrees, 20% chance of rain. And then on Sunday, uh, 79 degrees with a 20% chance of rain. Well, that, that, that sums it up to me. I want to go to Indiana, guys, for us to succeed. That, that seems perfect. I think getting into the 90s, Bino, might be a little too hot for our ball club. I don't think we've got that narrow window. I don't think it's going to matter if it's eighty or if it's ninety, as long as it's not thirty. You must, you must think you're funny. Um, Matt Dixon's got a little breaking news from NCAA baseball. They're starting to, uh, they just, they're dripping and dropping some information out. Go ahead, Matt. Yeah, they, they released the, I don't know why they're doing this now, but they released the top four overall seeds, um, not in order, but just, uh, Arkansas, Clemson, Florida, and Wake Forest are the top four teams. So Clemson is probably the number four or, at, you know, at least the top four seed. 
Um, which would mean this. Which would mean Tennessee is three spots lower. Twenty. Tennessee would be twenty. Twenty. Four spots lower than the D one projection. Okay, thank you, Bino. Hey Tony, are you excited to hear Reggie Miller uh, asking who's booing now tonight? Reggie Miller in Game Six, when he kept belaboring that point about those two foul shots. I don't know why he's rubbed me the wrong way, Brian, in this series, but he's really rubbed me the wrong way. And he won't shut up, Brian, when he gets on a point. He has a – he just doesn't have the greatest voice either. Oh, it's guttural. It's just like a nerdy – it's kind of a nerdy – Yeah, he is. is real nerdy to me. UCLA nerd. By the way, I'm Brian, by the way, tonight's game is going to be an all-time classic. Can you believe, Brian? We said on here, Brian – Dixon thought I was pumping you last week when I said on here that if the Celtics get one, they can get three. They're better than that team, Bry. And they're going back home. And like I, like I thought, Where's one Titans, of those games Bill? has to be close. Where's Titans Bill and doing his imitation of our song? Because it's going to be like this. <laughs> hey, congratulations, by the way, congratulations to Lady Vol softball team for advancing to the college world series in oklahoma city i'm gonna do my a for the first time in eight years hey yeah titans bill's got to apologize celtics tonight (laughs) brian hartman about 11 o'clock memorial day mask your tone one last question for you is it true that Bruins got a $500,000 raise, another bonus, just because Vitello made the tournament. He did. Yeah, it's in his contract. Thank you. Anybody, Anytime anybody else uh, goes to the postseason, he gets a bonus. Part of that deal to keep him here. 865-200-5402. But, Brian, uh, Bino, Tony Valls is on the Rick Barnes train, meaning he guy is going to live in the postseason. And this draw here just talking about it, looking at the, the lay of the land here. I'm a big believer in I don't want to be the, at the at the head of the snake. I don't want to be that 16 seed, uh, Bino, or 17, whatever that number is. I want to be in the middle of the pack and fight my way out if I'm going to. I don't want to go to the, the next best team. I don't want to go to the number one seed as a super regional. I want to get in the middle of that bracket. That's the interesting thing it's always been to me about brackets. Except, Go ahead, Bri. Wouldn't it be something if they turned the table and became the team that knocked out the overall number one seed this year after what happened to them last year? Well, that's true. If you go to Terra, wouldn't that be an awesome storyline for that for, for us? And that's, I guess that's one thing to grab Evan and ask him about. If he had his druthers, would he rather go to Terra Hood or internally tennessee feels like they're going to clemson now nobody knows they don't know matt just said that they're releasing this thing in drips and drabs they just put the first four seeds up which uh, by the way for those just joining matt once again the top four seeds are um alphabetically it's arkansas clemson florida and wake forest which the you know besides wake forest the or besides clemson the other three are kind of no surprises Wakes so wakes uh, I thought, one. I thought Vandy. I thought Vandy might sneak up at four with their SEC tournament win, but they they gave it to Clemson. Back to the phones we go, which puts a little more pressure on Clemson. Clemson again, first year coach from Michigan. Bino, you were saying earlier, though they play in a little ballpark, they're not 
a home run hitting team. If if I'm looking at these numbers correctly, Tennessee has twice as many home runs as they do this year, Bino? Yeah, I don't know the exact number, Tony, but it, it, it looks – Clemson's numbers look like a big ballpark team. Um, so – it, yeah, it's it's they don't appear based on their numbers alone to be made for their ballpark. I'm gambling here. I'm compiling a cheat sheet on them uh, for our second hour because they, I I think it's they, right. They haven't even made the tournament since 2019. Wow! And they they haven't hosted since 2018. And here's another. Here's the big one. They haven't gotten out of a regional since 2010 when they went to the College World Series. Mm. And that was back when Jack Leggett was still the coach. So, Do you think they'll feel some pressure, given that? Are you kidding? They're going to feel some pressure. They're going to feel some pressure. I've been there. They looked loose yesterday when they when they rolled Miami. In the, of course, that was in front of friends and family in a, in a pro park. But I, I don't know. I think it'll be a pretty hostile atmosphere, which I don't think that suits Tennessee well or – well, it may, maybe it does, but I think it'll be a pretty jacked-up crowd because this is their first time doing this in like a decade. Matt, give me that again. Uh, Clemson, one more yeah, time. They haven't, they haven't made the NCAA tournament since 2019. Wow. They, ha- they haven't hosted since 2018, and they haven't gotten out of a regional since 2010, which that includes th- they, they hosted four times – um, over that span and didn't get out of their own regional. Haven't hosted since 2018. 2018. Haven't advanced since 2010. Now I'm yeah. going to ask you guys again. And they've won 16 straight games coming in this weekend. Bino, you know in that sport that when you pull the air out of somebody's balloon that's on a winning streak like that, the air goes... Yeah, I mean, Spencer Strider's not going to be on the mound this weekend for Clemson. Wait, Khalil Green's about, not going to be at short. You're talking about guy needs a shave. <laughs> I, I, I like the thought that they uh, are unaccustomed to playing in the postseason uh, of late. I think that's a good thing. And Matt, I'm, I'm not sure it's a bad thing at all if it's a raucous atmosphere. It seemed to me like until the – Tennessee went to South Carolina. Their best road performance of the year was at LSU. LSU, I can't imagine yeah, no. that they were in a more raucous atmosphere than that. Back to the no, yeah, no, there, no. There's a lot of truth there. I just, I just, I just wonder if you know this team just if they were to get behind early in the game, will they kind of fold like they? It seems like they have all year. And by the way, boys, in our draw show coming up at noon, presented by our friends at TLD Logistics, great Evan Russell. I'm picking LSU sight unseen to go home. They're not getting the. Uh, they're they're that team is not getting to the World Series. You can go ahead and book that. I don't even know who's in the region, who's on the other side of the bracket, but I'm taking one of those teams over them. You can have the field. You can have the field. So that means LSU will be right there in Omaha. Hello and welcome into our next call. Hey, uh, Tony. It's uh, Taylor. Uh, hey, Tay. I think- Unequivocally, Clemson is the best venue, uh, the most uh, fan-friendly for University of Tennessee. It's obviously the much tougher draw, but uh, Terry Hot uh, is going to be hot. But uh, let's face it, no one wants to make the trek up to uh, the Indiana Regional. 
Clemson would be uh, would be outstanding. What a what a great venue. But one thing that they've definitely noted is a lot of politics on that selection committee. First of all, you've got the Auburn athletic director, who's the chairperson for that committee. You've got Indiana State AD represented on that committee. And uh, there's one more that I'm missing that uh, another – oh, South Carolina. Uh, so, anyway, lots of home cooking. And uh, Denny White needs to make uh, make it a point to replace uh, the uh, Auburn – uh, John Cohen as a chairperson for that committee next year. Um, what they've definitely shown, though, I'll, I'll you know, well, not, not kidding, those are all facts, but and I do think there's a lot of bias with uh, a lot of favoritism when you're getting ready, you're there to promote your team and uh, talk your way into uh, to a host. Uh, South Carolina did not deserve to be a host. They're the biggest upset. Uh, if I was Boston College or Campbell uh, or some of those other schools, I'd be pretty miffed that. Uh, that South Clackalacka got to host over uh, over some of those more deserving mid majors. Tony, what they have shown though, and, and what Tennessee needs to look at is RPI uh, reigns supreme in their in their selection criteria, and the other one is uh, non conference strength of schedule, and uh, those are two areas where you know when you start off five and ten in the SEC, and you end up eleven and four. The other factor, Tony, is they do not. Uh, have any recency bias. They, they've pretty much showed that games in uh, late February and March mean just the same as games in May. South Carolina is another proof of that. Uh, they went stone cold and uh, and were awarded a host site. But uh, do, you, do you think that was unjust of South Carolina to be a, a home site? Well, using the – yeah, no, I think absolutely. That was the outlier. They did not deserve to host. If you had told me that we would have had eight SEC – SEC teams hosting, yep. um, I would have said, wow, Tennessee lucked their way in. Lucked their way in. Backed their way in, yep. Well, you know, yep. they hosted because I don't think a lot of Big 12 teams deserve to host either. Exactly right, Brian. What they yeah, all, all three of them, yeah. Well, if, if Tennessee had won a game or two in Hoover, they would have probably taken South Carolina's hosting spot. In that wild match. They, did, I mean, they had a about. chance to do that. They no-showed. They no-showed. Well, well, what are the chances of uh, – Texas A&M being one of the hottest teams, and of course we draw them in the tourney. That's kind of Tennessee luck. But uh, anyway, Tony, it's going to be it's going to be fun. I think you're going to see a lot of uh, excitement on that noon that noon announcement. I hope we end up in Clemson. Yep. I just think that's going to be a great great venue. Go Vols! Can't wait to hear uh, ER uh, GBO. Thank you, brother. Let's go back to the phones. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. If you want to join us, again the word we have. Uh, it's in, it's internal from Tennessee, is that they, um, while D1 Baseball and others are projecting Tennessee to be in Terre Haute, Tennessee believes when their name is called, they're going to end up over in Clemson. And then my question for you, those of you that are learning to follow this, is, is this a good thing? And then tonight in Game 7, Brian Hartman's guys have had a propensity to throw up some real stinkers in their building. They have been, this has been a bizarre, bizarre series. And Jimmy Butler, the air night, Bino, looked like he was afraid to shoot until there was two minutes left. Then he had ten unanswered points. Really weird basketball game. Yeah, it, it was, Tony. It was a game that looked like Miami had no business being in. Nope. And somehow found themselves in it at the end and somehow allowed it to slip away. Just strange from start to finish. 
And Charles Barkley looked at Jalen Brown, and he said, Jalen, the last 10 minutes of your game tonight was horrible. You guys were horrible in a victory. Congratulations. And Jalen laughed. Because, see, Jalen Brown, they can't do to those guys the, what they do to media people. Because Barkley is like a peer. And so Barkley's just keeping it real with him. He's like, you guys were dreadful in the last 10 minutes. Dreadful. And you still won on a tip-in, which is one of the more incredible. I'm telling you, those of you who don't watch the NBA, you need to tune that thing in tonight. Because that is going to be an incredible, incredible game. Those two teams and hate each other. It's old school. It's physical. Uh, it, it, it's just got a real old school feel to it. Both teams have a little bit of a mean streak to them. Bodies were on the floor the other night. Great game. Yeah, and they had long. I mean, think about it. A three-point shot usually doesn't rim out that soft where somebody can tip it in. Nope. But you know what else, Brian? probably a probability chance of one in I don't know how many thousand or million maybe. Brian? Of that being able to just bounce right. And think about it. Derek White could have become a – he could have become a spectator like most players do. Oh, yeah. Just hope the shot goes in. Oh, yeah. Followed the shot and got rewarded for it. Tennessee basketball in the postseason. Tennessee basketball in the postseason, Matt, we're not tipping that ball in, but that ball is getting tipped in against us. That's who we've been down through the years. Tennessee tips it in um, after the buzzer. After the buzzer. That's a good point. Here's the thing, too. It's interesting about the game, and then I'm going to go back to the phones because we're on the baseball uh, front here. And we're going to camp there. But the thing about that basketball game that's really interesting the other night is that young head coach called for a replay, and it looked like he burned his team in doing so. But what he actually did is they put more time on the clock. Now, you can look at that one way or the other, but they actually put more time on the clock. It gave Jimmy Butler three foul shots, but if that doesn't occur the way that it did in the sequence that it did, Boston would be home right now. It was so weird. Game was so, that finish was, and, and, and that TNT crew, they've done hundreds of games together. They were speechless after that game. They came to those guys, and Barkley was the first to speak because he always is. But they had nothing to say because it was just so random, strange, and and such an interesting finish because of that replay, which altered the game. Let's go back to our phones. And, Brian, all kidding aside, you better take your throat lozenges tonight because the allergies are very, very thick here in town. If you know what I mean. Let's go back to the phones. Hello and welcome into our next call. It's a Tennessee draw edition. And uh, we are reporting that the belief internally is that Tennessee is going to be in Clemson. Let's see if it comes to pass. Hello and welcome in. Hey, what's going on, Tone? Who's your Ryan? Hey, who's your Val Ryan? Before we talk about uh, Terrible Hote, um Hats off to Polly Joe answering the bell with another great call and another edition of Six Degrees of Rick Barnes Sucks. That was a thing of beauty. Uh, for him to work that in there, for him to work that in there off the softball coach's bonus. Now, is that true? That can't be true. Is what true? Rick, does Rick Barnes honestly get money when someone else affiliated with Tennessee has postseason success? <laughs> because. 
If that's true, well, of course I'm... not, Ryan. Oh, okay. I really Ryan. Second... He says, you, well, Ryan, you're a smart guy. You didn't fall for that. I now I'm some of these genius. Hey, some of these geniuses over on Twitter Spaces. I'm sure texted that to their friends, but not you, Ryan. Well, some I'm of those twitties, I'm sure, fell for it. Tony, you, you 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 did a fake out on me when you didn't like just hammer him for it and start laughing. I was like, my God, that might be true. But uh, um, yeah, but Polly Joe, round of applause. And yeah, you're a clown, Polly Joe. Edition, a beautiful edition of Six Degrees of Rick Barnes sucks because. You fooled me, and I didn't see it coming. So you remain a clown, Polly Joe. You remain a clown. <laughs> uh, about Terrible Hope. Tell me about Terrible Hope, where Brian and Bino and Matt all want to go and spend their weekend. I went to a thing called Hoosier Boys State when I was in, I can't remember if I was in high school or middle school. I don't know if Tennessee has the equivalent of it. But they do. They absolutely do. A junior year high school, Boys yeah, State. Yeah. They, they send you there and teach you about, like, civil civic engagement and government, and you set up your own little civilization of sorts. And it, it's a cool thing, but Terre Haute and um, Indiana State, uh, I don't know if it's quite this contrast on, you know how, like, Texas State is quite a bit stepped down from University of Texas? I don't know if it's quite that stark, but it's, Indiana State's quite a bit stepped out on campus quality from IU and Purdue. Let's put it that way. So is but, it scenic? Uh, is it beautiful there? Is it a nice place no. to spend a weekend? Would you recommend it? No. Um, it's famous for two things. Right. Larry Bird, and they killed Timothy McVeigh there. The government did. He was executed at federal prison in Terre Haute. Other than that, man. Who was, this, who was it? Timothy McVeigh. Timothy McVeigh was executed oh, there. And that, I think that's where they do all the federal executions is Terre Haute. Well, that sounds really inviting. In fact, that sounds like a pretty good place, the way this team's played at times on the road. That seems like an appropriate place for them to go, Bino, if you stop and think about it. But Timothy, you know, it's, it's not a very nice place. Let's put it that way. But it sounds like based on, again, I'm not a baseball guy, but based yes. on what you guys are saying. Yep. That might be a better draw for the Tennessee baseball team due to the weather and due to the uh, quality of opponent. But for the traveling ball fan, they better root for Clemson because it's if it's, <laughs> it's maybe the tenth nicest uh, city in the great state of Indiana, which is saying something. So we do but, not because uh, Terre Haute's a little west of uh, yeah, is it I-65 or what's the road that goes into Chicago? It's an I-70, I-70. I-70 that it's I-70. on as you go from Indianapolis to St. Yeah. Louis, and it's about 10 miles from the Illinois state line. Okay, that's what I thought. It's a little west there, right? Yes, it's west of Indian, a little little west and southwest of Indianapolis, yeah. about 70 miles away yep. from Indy. So, yeah, that's my two cents. The Polly Joe, don't listen to Tone. Keep it up. That was a thing of beauty. Oh, do not stop. Quit encouraging that single-minded moron. That imbecile. No offense to him. I mean, Bino, I don't mean that in an offensive way. You know what I mean? No, it's a term of endearment here. 865-200-5402. If Tennessee starts at Clemson, Matt says this is Clemson's first NCAA tournament since 2019. They haven't hosted since 2018. 
They haven't advanced in the NCAA tournament since 2010. Clemson is a winner of 16 straight games. They got swept earlier in the year by Central Florida, whose coach got fired, which would, which would mean that the number two seed in that region, if it came to pass, they would share that distinction. Matt, what, what did the Central Florida team do earlier? In, I, I, for some reason, I remember their name for another reason. What they, is that? Uh, they, they were accused of using some illegal bats. Oh, my God, I'm for them. And as soon as that happened, their, their hitting numbers just drastically just declined uh, and, and never returned. So there's obviously some truth to that. And then they fired their, their coach, Greg Lovelady, who actually, who Danny White, hired from Wright State to uh, UCF. Mm. And uh, they, 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 they were accused of using illegal bats. You say the guy's name is Love Letter? Love, I think it's Love Lady. Love Lady. Missouri like, lost their pitch. Missouri lost the pitchers they had that beat Tennessee. They lost a couple of them. Jimmy Hendricks went down the tank. Electric Lady they, Studios. They could have pulled guys out of the stands and wait. Tennessee wasn't getting hits on them up there. So we've got. Did a, they go to Boys State? He did go to Boys State. Yep. I figured he's a high achiever. I figured he might be a Boys State guy. Did you go to Boys State? You know, you were any any of your friends? Are you kidding me? My grades, I was lucky I wasn't a ward of the state. (laughs) He came home and told us, he said, I've been invited to Boys State, and I'm thinking, interesting. I would have been the kid plotting to overthrow the governments in Boys State. Just a just a route just to rile people up. All right, let's do this. Hour number two is on the radio. We're going to continue on the other side. It's a Memorial Day edition. Let's take one moment and pause and remember those that gave us the opportunity to do what we're doing right now. And then hour two with Evan Russell after this. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224.
In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big, no tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113 or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Each week on History's Hook, we'll be bringing you interesting and informative stories from the past in an effort to connect the history in our own backyard to the big events that compose national and world history. I'm your host, Tom Price. This is not your high school history class. We're going to make history fun and compelling. We're going to get you hooked. History's Hook with your host, Tom Price, Saturdays at 9 a.m. and 6 p.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM Front Porch Radio. Join us for a journey through time. I've got someone very, very special on the phone with me. He's going to tell us what's happening at Foodland. Miles Johnson, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing fantastic. What kind of specials you got for us this week? We have the normal uh, week-long sale, and that includes ground beef for $3.29 a pound, whole ribeye for $5.99 a pound, whole seedless watermelon, $5.99 each, fresh corn on the cob, two ears for a dollar, and Niagara 24-pack water, three for ten. All right, and these sales run through next Tuesday, correct? Yes, sir. And again, you're open seven days a week, 7 a.m. to 9 p.m., located right there on West 7th Street, right near the post office. So, Miles, uh, great deals. Uh, people need to come in and check them out. And uh, we'll uh, give you a call next Thursday and see how you're doing then. So, Miles, you have a great day. And uh, again, thanks for the uh, great staff. They do really help everybody out when they come in. So, we'll talk to you later. All righty. Thank you. Thank you. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. So we've been reporting, as we welcome you back, Tennessee feels like they're going to end up at Clemson. Uh, the, other, the, the rest of the uh, college baseball world seems to think Tennessee is going to go to Terre Haute. Evan Russell, I bring you in, presented by our friends at TLD Logistics. It is, ladies and gentlemen. 
TLD Logistics Extra Innings with Evan Russell. We've done it all year. Every Monday, second hour, uh, we, we devote. And we've gotten to know Evan through this. And, um, boy, he's had some loud moments in his career. He's played in a bunch of postseason. He's been to Omaha. He knows what it takes. And he's been on all sides of this thing when it comes to the postseason. What's it like having to sit there and try to see and try to wait for your draw? And the kids from Tennessee, what are they doing right now? Are they looking at it? Are they are they working out? What are, what are they doing? Yeah, naturally, the, the guys are – they already have thoughts of where they want to end up, where they don't want to end up. Um, and, and it's easy to think that way, but uh, it's very toxic. Uh, it's a cancerous mentality if they're like – wishing they're here, wishing they're there, because at the end of the day, they're going to have a, a really tough first game against yeah. a really good number three seed, and they'll probably be playing um, a, a really, really talented number one seed after that if they win the first one. So um, they, they just sort of try to take the advantage or take the approach of not really paying attention too much, um, but also uh, not being oblivious to the fact that uh, where they play and what draw they get does matter. Hey, Evan, I must have issues because I would rather go and face a team that's the number four national seed, according to Matt Dixon, and the NCAA just released that. They just released the top four seeds, and Clemson's one of them. I would rather face Matt, share with Evan and the living listener joining and those that listen to us in podcast form, Clemson's history or lack thereof recently in the NCAA tournament. Go ahead, Matt. Yeah, they haven't made the tournament since 2019. Um, they last hosted in 2018, and they, they haven't gotten out of a regional since they went to Omaha in 2010. But it, it is a historic program, and they, they have, have had a lot of success getting to Omaha. They, they've never won a national title, but they, they've probably made at least 10 or 12 appearances in the College World Series. Hey, Evan, what's the, what's the postseason learning curve like for those kids? What's the difference? Because they, they did rip through uh, their league tournament as well, dispatched Miami yesterday. Actually, no, I'm thinking of Wake Forest. My bad. What is the, um, what is the learning curve like? What's the difference when you get to the NCAA tourney? Yeah, it's it's completely different than what what they've been used to seeing. Um, for them to not have much postseason experience is definitely going to benefit us. You know that they've already got the thoughts in their head of what it's going to be like. Um, on top of that, Tennessee does have an advantage um, in the fact that we were so dominant last year. We still have a fear factor in a sense, mm-hmm. and, and there's there's 16 teams sitting there not wanting to see Tennessee in the regional. That's a fact. Um, no matter how shaky this season has been so um that is that is a very very huge advantage for tennessee especially for a team that hasn't had much experience in this postseason hey matt boston college just got put in alabama's region so those of you that are looking on an upset alert kind of thing alabama is the 16th overall seed so not indiana state how about that pointed out how about which matches them up with wake forest yes that's right now, that's interesting. So Tennessee could have been placed there. Thank you, Brian. That's very good. So one side of the bracket is known. Tennessee is nowhere near Wake Forest's side of the bracket. So maybe the 
maybe the information is correct. Wake Forest's bracket is now known. Uh, so Terre Haute is Ooh, not a part tough of draw that. for them too. Pretty good draw, no doubt about it. And Alabama, that Alabama, uh, that Boston College team, guys, I'm not going to sleep on them. They got some pros, Evan. Yeah, they're, they're pretty talented. Um, but I, I'm going to I'm going to assume Alabama pulls out of that one. So they're showing Miami's region now. And, um, again, these games are going to occur on Friday. Miami and Maine. Oops, and then Louisiana takes on whom, Matt? Who's the fourth team over there? Uh, Texas. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. What do you think, I'm Matt? Into- are you rubber stamping Miami through that? So don't go to Coral Gables. Well... The Vols are not. Well, yeah, who, who would want to go there? Yeah, the thought was that that's where Ole Miss came out. Ole Miss came right out of there last year. And there were some projections a few weeks back that had Tennessee going down there, Matt. Yes, there were a few projections there for a little while. Uh, yeah, yeah, projections have been kind of all over the place. Hey, ER, if you had your druthers, would we go up to Her- Terre Haute, Indiana, where we're definitely the better team in that deal? against an Indiana State team who would have bright lights, big city, uh, who would be happy to be hosting. They scheduled really well and played well against some Division One teams, but really had a nice RPI and a good year for themselves. The computers like them. Um, with Indiana and Ball State, or would you rather go over to Clemson and take on a team that's on a heater right now in a 16-game winning streak? Yeah, I, I would rather go get a, a Clemson um, because I, I, I'm not wanting to match up with uh, two, three, five, six. Uh, I, I don't want to match up with any of those uh, big dogs in the super. Um, I think he's right, but uh, I, I really don't want to. <laughs> I really don't want to have a chance of going to Arkansas. To be honest, uh, I think they're going to be the toughest team. Hey, Matt, and, Texas A&M just drew. Uh, they're going out to Stanford. It's Stanford, San, San Jose State, Cal State, Fullerton, and A&M. As we go through the brackets here, so a few Southeastern Conference teams in as at-larges and A&M earn their way in. Go ahead, Evan. You were talking about, because I, I like the middle of the bracket myself. When you're in Tennessee's spot, and they've played their way in the middle of one of these brackets, I did not want to be that first team out after hosting and have to go to Wake Forest, even though, and now we see they're not in Wake's region, but they would have been facing a team that takes the pressure of being the number one seed into the deal. Yeah, and and it's huge. Um, I I think that uh, it it would actually be to Wake's advantage uh, of playing a team like Tennessee Mm -hmm. just because they wouldn't be able to overlook them. Did you guys overlook? Now that we're here a year later, did you guys overlook that UCL uh, that uh, Notre Dame team last year? I don't even know if we overlooked them, but looking back, everyone in our locker room thought we were unbeatable. And um, whenever we uh, that third game, whenever they they hit those back to back homers, it was almost like a a punch in the face, and we didn't even know how to punch back. Tony said. He told me off the air, and on the air, 
So now we've got LSU hosting Tulane, as Matt said. Sam Houston versus hey, Oregon State on the other side of that. Team. A 19 and 40 team. Going to feed them Tulane right there to LSU, just as Matt predicted. Matt Don't predicted let the green that. wave get hot. Yep. Wave will roll on you now. The wave will roll. It's rolling, baby. It's rolling. Little Mike Price for you. Evan, that experience last year, that whole uh, postseason deal. And by the way, here's the Lexington Regional. Oh, which, God. Imagine being sent there. Which Jesus. almost looks, Matt, it almost looks unnatural. <laughs> the Lexington Regional. No offense to them. They had to move well, a high school baseball tournament. And Ball State. Oxymoron. How about that, Brian? Ball State's not in that Indiana, not in that Terre Haute regional. They're actually in, in Lexington. They're sent close to home, though. Lexington's not far from Muncie. Good point. Who's the other side of that bracket, Matt? Uh, Indiana. How about that? I wonder if we go to Terre Haute after all. Again, I'm going off what I heard internally that they th- think is going to happen, which they think they're going to Clemson. No, West Virginia. West Virginia over there. So Kentucky gets Ball State, and then the other side of that bracket is Indiana and West Virginia. Matt, do you like Kentucky to get out of there? Um, prob- Probably because I think they have a big home field advantage in that park. Yep. Um, although West Virginia is really good. They kind of squandered. They got swept by Texas the last weekend, or else they would probably be hosting, and that would have been a really fun game to watch because they haven't hosted in forever. They actually have a uh, a guy who was an assistant coach when Berkey was over here was is is West Virginia's head coach, and they're a nice little scrappy team. And that would have been a fun atmosphere if they had hosted. Here's the Auburn Regional. The thought is Tennessee's on the other side of this, so we're going to find out soon. Uh, this is interesting. Auburn, the 13th seed overall. They play Anthony Basilio's Penn Boys. 32-14 and 14 on the year. Penn has a kid at third base who is a projected high Major League Baseball draft pick. Those of you that will tune that game in, a kid from Allentown, Pennsylvania. Samford, 36-23 uh, on the back end of that. And Samford continues to send great players to the Southeastern Conference by way of Holly and Dean Vance. Uh, and oh, yeah, that's, a tough, that's a tough regional there. And Southern Miss. Matt, I'm not sleeping on that region. Are you? Is Auburn getting out of it, Matt? Um, I mean, I would probably pick them, but that's a tough, a tough regional. Sanford's a really good three. Southern Miss potentially could have hosted. Like that, Auburn's got their work cut out for them. They cer- certainly didn't get a great draw. Hey, er, when that when you guys had that terrible draw two years ago, did you realize that Wright State team was going to be as good as they were when they pushed you to the wall on Friday night? No idea. I, I thought that was one of the best hitting lineups I ever faced. Here's a Clemson Regional. We're expecting to see Tennessee's name pop up here in one more team. Let's see if it happens. Lips, yeah, that makes sense. So Lipscomb's the four. Why they wouldn't send them to Vandy? I don't know. Is Tennessee right there? Let's see what happens. We're expecting Tennessee to be on this next line right here. And the draw comes up. Charlotte and Tennessee's got to be right there. 
if their internal information is correct. Bean Joe Jeff Henderson, what say you? The Tennessee Volunteers. It's why you listen to this show. It's why you listen to this show, y'all. It's pretty simple. It's why you you tune this thing in daily. Now, we see the task in front of us. Evan, your thoughts. Yeah, I I think that's a perfect draw for us, to be honest. Tennessee and Charlotte on Friday, their internal information was correct. They believe they were going to face Charlotte. Let's talk about Charlotte here, and let's unpack this, guys. Let's go around the room. Brian, your thought now that you saw the draw on paper. Brian Hartman, hit it. Well, and Evan, go ahead and mute you. Go ahead, Brian. And Auburn, Auburn, if they struggle and not get out of the region, the Vols really could end up hosting a Super Regional. Clemson hasn't been in this situation recently. Yep. Tennessee's full of the players that have. Yep. And I give the Vols a puncher's chance to come out of that region. I, I didn't I, I didn't really like the fact Clemson had a 16-game winning streak at first in a tough ACC conference, but no, they're due for a loss. It's going to be a different Yeah, it's going to be want a, a team on a heater. pressure now when they finally when they finally go into the region, it's going to really it's going to matter. I want a team on a heater. Yes. They have a bad two games, their season's over. Hey, hey so listen. the pressure will really ratchet up on them. Brian, I'm a law of I averages think guy. I take advantage of that. I want to face you when you're hotter than hotter than hot. Go ahead, Mino, Jeff. Your thoughts? Uh, my, my thoughts are uh, we're playing a, a pretty good Charlotte team in a ballpark that seems to fit them. Uh, it's a scary first round. Uh, let's see if we can beat them and then worry about Clemson. Uh they hit a bunch of home runs just yep. like we do. Uh, that's going to be, uh, as you guys said, that may be a Smoky Mountain Classic game, Tennessee and Charlotte on Friday. AER Charlotte's 34 and 26 overall, 17 and 6 in that league. And by the way, 865 200 5402 if you want to respond to the fact that our information, and Tennessee's information, quite frankly, was accurate, uh, that, uh, that they are going to face Clemson and they are going to play Charlotte. In the first round of uh, of the um, NCAA tournament on Friday, uh, over at a ballpark that holds six thousand people, if you want to go, here's what you need to know about this club. They've got a kid from Hardin Valley Academy by the name of Cam Fisher, who has been smoking hot. Matt, over the weekend, tell Evan Russell what Cam Fisher did because he is the he enters. Uh, this portion of postseason play, the NCAA tournament, as the national leader in home runs right here out of Knoxville by way of Hardin Valley Academy. Kids 250 pounds. He hammers the baseball. Hey, Dixon, tell him about uh, the weekend this kid had. Yeah, he, he hit six home runs in the Conference USA tournament to give him 30 for the season. Uh, he has, has, has more, more walks than strikeouts. And an on-base percentage of 509, hitting 352 with 30 home runs. I'd say he can play a little bit. Er, your thoughts? My thoughts would it would be if I was the coach, he would not beat me. Uh, I would have I would make sure eight players <laughs> can put together some good at bats to beat me, but he would not be the one to do it. Um, I, I think that they are a really good hitting team, and, and they they can lead the yard um, pretty pretty well. 
I would say that I would be worried if I we had Chase Dollander on the mound, not because of his stuff-wise, but the spin rate fastball tends to carry a little little farther than the sink. Now, we have Andrew Lindsay that's throwing 96, 97-mile-an-hour yep. fastballs that are sinking in. Uh, it's hard to get that ball up in the air, so it could benefit us to be playing them the first game. Are you put are you starting are you staying with your rotation? Are you starting Lindsay, Lindsay on Friday ER? Yeah, I, I'm letting Lindsay go after him, man. I really am. Bino, do you agree with that? Be, Lindsay against his former club. I know how many players on Charlotte's team Lindsay played with a few years ago. I'm uh, uh I'm not one for changing the rotation at this time of year, Tony. I think they go in turn. Um uh, I mean, especially when you're not in a situation where you feel like you've kind of got a walkover first-round game. Uh, my my question for Lindsey would be: He's been he's been cool, calm, and collected all year. Can he keep the noise out of his head that he's facing his former team? How much of a challenge you are you think that would be? Which is now more and more of a that's more and more of a thing in college baseball. The way these guys jump around. Yeah, I think that it could go either way. Um, I, hopefully that it, we're able to get enough fans there to where it feels like it's not an away game for Lindsey. Um, and he feels the support, which I, I think that he will. But um, it, it, it could go either way, man. Uh, he could go out there and he could absolutely dominate, or he could go out there and, and think of other things besides competing on the mound. Special edition of TLD Logistics, Extra Innings. We are doing the draw live as it happens, uh, no matter when you hear us. And um, our information was correct that Tennessee is, in fact, uh, going to face Clemson, playing that regional. Uh, I don't know. Uh, well, I'm being. I'm being. NC little, State got in. They were a bubble team. NC State in. They're going to South Carolina. How about that? How about that? Seed, I think. Oh, here Campbell, another chance to get and out they of the got Campbell and Great shot. Oh, man. So Campbell didn't host, but they put them in a really good spot. 865-200-5402. The question we ask is uh, regarding um, Tennessee's pitching rotation, regarding the way this thing is going to work. Um, just a word about this Charlotte team, Tennessee. So on Friday, the Charlotte team, Tennessee, is going to see. Bino, I call them a beer league softball team. This is a team that has a team ERA around 5, 4, 8, 3 to be specific. 97 home runs on the year. Uh, the kid from Knoxville leads the country with 30. And I call that some good old-fashioned beer league softball. Only 34 steals being star as a team. Yeah, they're not they're not a big running team, Tony. And that I that's think big for us. Beer League softball remarks, but uh, they're uh, they're a lot like us. They don't depend on running a whole lot. They uh, they uh, hit a lot of home runs. Uh, their pitching staff, I think their team ERA is four point eight three, which obviously is not good. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a uh, it's going to be strength against strength. Um, in the first game. Hey, ER, if you had your druthers jumping off, would you rather play a team that plays small ball or gorilla ball? Where are you? I would rather try to uh, out out firepower a team 
um, especially being a former catcher and having some struggles on, on teams running on me. Uh, I think that our matchup is best whenever it's trying to, to leave the yard so you can do it more. Well, what's weird is, and Bino noticed this earlier, Clemson essentially plays in Lindsey Nelson Stadium dimensions, but they approach the game like Kentucky does, Bino. Yes? Uh, yes, Tony. That's that's what the numbers appear to suggest, that they're, uh, they're more of a uh, – uh, rely less on power uh, and more on the running game um, than a team you would imagine would in their ballpark. Which is really interesting. Clemson's won 16 straight games. They're on an absolute heater heading into this tournament. This is a ball club that got swept by Central Florida, whose coach got fired, which means that Tennessee and Clemson both share that distinction. If they end up meeting, Tennessee, in fact, did double duty. They lost road series to two teams whose coaches got fired, which, hey, Evan, you got to almost try and do that. But we've won (laughs) so little on the road that Matt um, Matt Dixon's position statement on this is, get me through one series, and I'll call that a quality accomplishment for this club. That's what you said earlier. Yes, Matt, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but that's what you were saying earlier. Yeah, yeah. If you if you if you win a regional, anything after that is just kind of, you know, you're kind of playing on house money at that point based on what this team's track record this season's been. Can they change, Evan? Can these guys figure it out on the road? Can they become a club that does little things? Is that possible? I, I don't know if you can change basically who you are now. I think that we have a good understanding of who they are. But I will say that it is very hard to win 17 games in a row. And it's even harder to win 18 games in a row. So we do have that going for us. Let, let me ask you this, AR, from, say, Blake Burke's perspective. Can he use this as a starting over point? And is there a possibility that because – we're now playing teams from outside the SEC that don't have as good a scout on him that we could see him turn around and be the player that we all expected him to be this year in the postseason. Absolutely. that That's one of those things that our coaching staff did a very good job of, of making it a new season. Uh, so your stats throughout the regular season do not matter in the postseason. You should be able to look up there. Z is zero beside your name, and I think that's going to benefit Blake Burt more than anybody. Hey, ER, now that it happened, and it pissed me off at the time, because that dead effort Tennessee gave the other night, I mean, they looked like a limp wrist out there. No offense to them. Um, but now that that occurred, and they get a week off, how many days off, guys? Nine days? It was Tuesday of last week. That's close to a 10-day break. Like a week and a half. Ten days off. What? Yeah, ten days off. Er, it's been thirteen days since they scored a run. Better when they play Friday. Better or worse, Er? Now that we have a chance to think about it, you sit back. Because Tabino's point, that's a complete reset. A week and a half off at this time of the year. Yeah, I think that it's going to benefit them um, to their advantage. Though you, we've kind of forgotten about it. Um, it's been that long ago, so. Um, they, they don't have to worry about 
the thoughts of the fan base, you know, being off of them. Just got, I mean, it feels like it's been a year ago since they played. So um, now they can reset. They can focus on just competing and winning, surviving to the next day. If they can keep that approach, I, I like our chances. Survive in advance. Presented by our friends at TLD Logistics. It is TLD Logistics Extra Innings featuring my man, ER, I want to remind you, Friday after the game, we'll be live with a Garza Law, Tennessee, uh, baseball extra innings. Evan will be with me. Uh, we were going to do one. I'll just tell him, Evan, off the air. We were going to do, or on the air, I, we were going to do one after the Arkansas game at the SEC tournament, which never came to pass. So Evan's going to get a chance to do some postseason uh, in, immediate instant reaction stuff with us, hopefully after a win on Friday night. We'll take a brief time out, come back. Upon our continuance, your phone calls, those of you in Twitter spaces that want to get in, raise your hand. Confident, dry, and secure. They're putting the Terre Haute region up right now. And to that I say, who cares, because the Vols are heading to Clemson, South Carolina, beginning on Friday against Charlotte. And speaking of, speaking of uh, Clemson, let's scout them right after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer.
Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, memsmodernlandscape.com. That's memsmodernlandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Laurie Cole, Executive Director with Pay Grace Forward. We are a community solution to predatory lending. We help people in Murray County who are trapped in payday and title loan debt. We do this through financial mentoring followed by low interest grace loans. To see if Pay Grace Forward can help you or to volunteer with our organization, please visit our website at paygraceforward.org or call 931-548-6797. Have you heard the news? The Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools has a new day and time. Hop on the Big Yellow School Bus Saturdays at 10 a.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM to hear all about what's happening in and around Murray County Public Schools. The Big Yellow School Bus with Jack Cobb and Friends on Front Porch Radio, Saturdays at 10 a.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM. Tint on Wheels is changing their Columbia location. You can now visit us at 406 South James Campbell Boulevard, the same window tinting you've trusted for over 30 years on all types of windows, car, business, or residential. We now offer accessories to elevate your ride. It's only getting bigger and better. With three locations, Columbia, Lewisburg, and Lawrenceburg, we do our best for you. Summer's coming. Let's get you ready. Call 931-619-TINT today. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Our friends over at the Twitter Spaces were just tre- treated to some fun stuff. SEC, 10 teams in the field, that's a record. Uh, eight top 16 seeds, that's a record. Oral Roberts and Clemson enter the tournament on long win streaks. Oral Roberts has won 18 straight. Clemson, Tennessee's hopefully opponent. Uh, in game two on a 16 streak, 16-game uh, winning streak. And it's extremely interesting uh, to look at this field. Uh, some of the other uh, highlights, a.k.a. lowlights of the deal, as the field has now been set. And I'll let Brian tell you momentarily, but Nichols and Penn are in for the first time in a long time. 
other clubs, other things that are in San Jose State, Santa Clara, in the field for over the first time in two decades. So big day for Nichols, big day for the Penn Boys, big day for San Jose State, big day for Santa Clara. That's kind of cool. Uh, no first-time participants for the fifth time in tournament history. The first time since 2001 that that's the case. So a lot of the usual suspects here. And Brian Hartman, Arizona, while we were in during our break, they snuck in uh, at the bottom of the field, yes? Yeah. Arizona got in as the three-seed in Arkansas's regional where they'll face TCU. Tennessee only played three teams who made the tourney non-league-wise. They went one and two against those three teams. They beat Lipscomb, and they lost to Boston College and the aforementioned Arizona. And one more factoid. This is interesting. The state of Indiana put three teams in the tourney, while the state of Georgia, despite all the talent down there around the Atlanta area, and Evan can speak to this, the state of Georgia had zero teams. What in the hell? This year. Are you kidding me? That's offensive. That's like wasting Well, they don't have any baseball players in that state. It's a shame. Yeah, they need to pick it up. Evan, how does Georgia not win? <laughs> They've got that Dude, incredible I, I, conduct kid who I would... Georgia's not hosting every regional, that's a shame, man. I mean, it what really in the is. world? And that, I'll tell you what. Burke told us, Chrissy Boy Burke, he told us last year. He said, you guys are going to laugh at me. But this... Georgia Tech team that's in Tennessee's region is scary because they have showcase arms. Now, they haven't performed, but they got these showcase pitchers that these uh, coaches all come in and froth over, and they've got a bunch of them, like even in their bullpen. He was right, Evan. They had some guys that could throw some heat last year, and they totally underachieved. Yeah, that. I mean, that first guy they threw at us was, that's a big league arm, man. I mean, he was on it. Brian Hartman, you had a question for ER, and then I want to unpack Clemson with y'all, and we have a couple folks that want to speak as well. But go ahead, uh, Brian. Evan, do you get the same sense of butterflies about the tournament announcement and what time and when you're going to play and who you're going to play as you did when you were a player? Do you get the same? How is it different now that you're a former player slash fan and the anticipation of finding out where the balls are at. Sounds like folks are on their way. Sounds like we're playing a road game, Matt, in Evan, in, where Evan Russell is right now. That sounds like a Tennessee road game, Matt. <laughs> I mean, Sorry about that. You're fine, buddy. Let's go to the phones. Uh, it's, it's, it's not you. Hold, no. out on your, hold out on your answer. Let's go to the phones. 865-200-5402. Before we go there, let's preview Clemson. I was talking about this earlier. Let's drill down on Clemson. Top hitting team in the ACC, 309 average. That's in the league. In the league, 309. Not against the mid-majors, beefing up your numbers. That's 309 in the league. Now, Matt, the difference between ACC and SEC baseball is kind of the pitching, right? That's more of an offensive league. Yes, Matt? Uh yeah, it, it definitely trends more often. I mean, the, yeah, the SEC's hands down the best pitching league, but the the, the batting numbers are, are pretty similar. Um, yeah, 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 the ACC's a, definitely an offensive league. Here's an interesting example of that, Evan. They are second in their league in Team ERA in the conference, 
4.66 ERA is second in that league. They're very athletic. They run the bases really well. They have 97 stolen bases on the year. While Tennessee had, just for the sake of comparison or just just to get it in your brain, the Vols had only 55 stolen bases on the year. Freshman outfielder Cam Canarella hitting 383 overall, 408 Evan in the league. We're going to see another one of these super freshman players. Uh, Cam Canarella, 408. Evan, are you doing business with him if you're in Tennessee's pitching staff, or are you going to pitch around this dude sitting close to 500 in league play? I would have to see his matchup, how, how I would kind of approach it with Lindsey. But uh, like I said with the last guy, um, no, I would I would try to let eight other players beat me. I definitely sleep at night a little better knowing that I didn't let the guy that was killing the league beat me. Sophomore Billy Amick is fourth in the ACC. Uh, in ACC play, a three eighty six batting average, Bino, for this Clemson bunch. And Matt was talking about them. Um, they're overwhelming teams offensively right now, Matt. That's kind of what Clemson's doing, yes? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, yeah, they're, they're mashing it pretty well right now. How, how else would their you pitching, describe Their pitching staff's not bad. Okay. I, mean, I think they're... You know they get a lot of strikeouts. They don't. They don't give up a tunnel. I think their ERA is like four three three, which is top twenty five nationally. Yeah, and the top top fifty in fielding, which is which plays a big part in in the postseason most of the time. And that guys is my real bummer when I think about our ball club, Evan. I don't know if I trust them in the field. Yeah, that, that's what scares me, especially being on the road and not having uh, a crazy atmosphere behind your back. Um, you know, if you look at the past, the best fielding teams are the ones that usually make it to Omaha. Uh, it's the ones that get hot that win it, but yep. usually the the more, most consistent ones are able to put the other noise aside and make the plays and not, not hurt themselves. And, and that's why teams like Arkansas – um, the Wake Forest, that Florida team is pretty good at it. So uh, that's why some of these teams I'm pretty bought in on, and Tennessee can s- sort of see some struggles at times. Before we go back to the phones, I want to remind, remind you, my friends at TLD Logistics, so much more than a trucking company. Everything they do, it, whatever your challenges are relating to shipping, call TLD. They're going to figure it out from there online at tldlogistics.com. And, the bottom line is, if you're an owner-operator, we've got a spot for you on our team. Contact TLD Logistics online at tldlogistics.com. Also, driver training classes are forming as well. If you're interested in learning more about that profession, again, tldlogistics.com. We're hauling glass pays more, dog. Let's go back to the phones. 865-200-5402, the number. We know the matchups now, Tennessee and Clemson. Uh, Tennessee, uh, and uh, they're in Clemson's region. But Tennessee Friday, the first hurdle, is going to be getting over a Charlotte team that, to get to where they are, had to exhaust their pitching. Tennessee with 10 days off. And, Matt, before we go to the phones, Charlotte had to burn through some pitchers this weekend just to get there. 
Advantage Falls. Yeah, big, big time. I think they lost their first game of their conference tournament and then won four or five straight. So um, they won five. Yeah, straight. They de- definitely, definitely used a lot of their pitching and probably all of it. So that that should be a benefit to Tennessee, you would think. Uh, yeah, you, we'll see, you see it kind of with the SEC every year, like like that Texas A and M team that just got done playing a ton of games. I mean, they they might have burned through their pitching like like Vandy did. Really, really interesting. So, and then over at T Club Team. We'll have a full preview for you tomorrow. Uh, Matt's going to have a – and Matt, one thing about Matt Dixon, when he gets going on the numbers and the matchups and he drills down on something, Bino, you know, this guy strikes oil now. Matt's the best in the business at that stuff. Oh, yeah, Matt. We've had great reporting out of Matt uh, all year. Matt, when you go back and look at these, um, at these runs in the conference tournament, uh, I think Vandy played four games, right? That's correct. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Because yeah, I they think they played five. Did they play five games? Well, if they got beat, they did, Brian. If if okay. if they won, they only played four, four. games. That's right. Um, which means they only used one more pitcher than they generally use in a conference weekend. Uh, these things are set up to where you don't actually burn all the way through your pitching like you would think about a normal, especially if you don't have to play the first night, like you would a normal double elimination tournament. Because, I mean, those teams basically get one night off in a five-day period uh, as long as they they don't lose a game and have to play one extra. So I, I guess, Bino, you know, what we you know, could do is go look at a box score in their championship game and see how many guys they threw. Did they double dip on some arms just to get through it? Because some of yeah. those teams that are smaller stacked, that might be the case. You know, like an all-hands-on-deck deal. This is our world championship just getting into this deal. And I guess that would bear looking at if somebody wants to look at the box score that's smarter than I am and, and kind of determine that. Uh, because that does, in the mid-majors anyway, that does become the case. This is their Super Bowl getting there, right? And you can certainly tax your bullpen. There's no question about that. I, I just don't – I think the way they're set up, it's hard to tax your starters because they're not going to throw more than their regular amount in a weekend anyway. Yeah, I guess my thought is, and the reason I brought that up is that if you're Tennessee, you've got to be thinking, we're going to knock that starter out. And what you want to do, Evan, is once you knock that starter out, you're hoping that them, by their nature, uh, will have less options than you would have. Advantage you once you get that starter out of the game for Charlotte. 100%. I, I like our matchup with anyone um, uh, late in the games with bullpen against bullpen, but especially with a mid-major like that. Um, now that raises a question: Can we put it? Can we put enough really quality at bats to get him out sooner than around the seventh inning? They won. Hey, and I believe Charlotte's game one starter is a guy that transferred from Kentucky. Wow. What's his name, Matt? Uh, it's Wyatt, and I it starts with an H. I can't. Really, I can't remember. Probably can't pronounce his last name, but yeah, I think he actually faced Tennessee two or three of those games um, last year. So they actually will probably have some film on him against Tennessee batters. 
Go ahead, Bob. Uh, from uh, the other perspective, any concern at all? Any concern at all about uh, the fact that only one of our starters got any work uh, in a basically a two week period? Uh, not too, not too much concern. Just because they probably all needed a reset. Um, there, there were some guys that sort of struggled late in the season, and um, to feel like this is a new season uh, could sort of benefit them. I'm more concerned with the hitters uh, not seeing some live pitching consistently over this nine, ten day span. So, um, but you know, it couldn't got any worse than how they looked against Texas A&M. So, hopefully, get, they just got it out of the way. Does Wyatt Hudpole ring a bell to you, um, ER? No, not not really. But if he threw against us last year at third place, yep. uh, he probably has some confidence because. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good line. That's a good line. That's a good. That was kind of a throwaway weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we just. I don't even know what to say about that weekend, but. Let's go to the phones. Eight six five two hundred five. He threw two two and a third over two appearances that weekend. It says he struck you out yeah, four times. He, he he actually took the loss in, in the the game three. He struck you out four times. Er, it says. Shut up, Tony. Let's Come go on. back to the. <laughs> I'm messing with you. Er knows I'm messing with him. Yeah, the the umpire screwed me on that one. See. <laughs> Let's get our next call in. Hello and welcome. Hey, Tony, it's Rusty. Hey, Rusty, uh, welcome in. Thanks, brother. I hope everybody's well. Clemson is getting absolutely screwed on this deal. Um, top 20 RPI team. They're the, we're the top 20 RPI team. Uh, I think we lead the country in ERAs, somebody else on Twitter said. Yep. Um, and, and them being the number four overall seed, getting stuck with us. They should be, they should be playing like the number 30 overall team. In RPI, not the number 20. And we're close to them, so our fans are going to, like, travel big time there. It, it, it's a screw job to them, and I don't feel sorry for them one bit. They still haven't posted the score from the Orange Bowl. Um, so screw them. And it's going to be so fun uh, the following weekend when Southern Miss advances out of Auburn's Regional and we host the Super against Southern Miss. Looking forward to it. I mean, that literally could happen. It's set up for it. It is utter because Auburn's uh, deal that Matt Auburn's in a meat grinder. In fact, both of these teams, both these host teams, Matt, are in meat grinders. Oh yeah, yeah. Southern Miss, Southern Miss is really good. Could have hosted Sanford. Um, is a really, really good mid major, and like you said, they've they've lost their two best players to SEC schools each of the last two years, and they're still you know kind of chugging along. So no, it's there's usually. Three or four of these host teams that don't get out of the regional every year. Yeah, I mean, like I, I, I would favor Southern Miss. I would favor I would favor Southern Miss and Auburn, and mm-hmm. I would favor us probably out of Clemson. If if you were going to look at Vegas, I would bet you right now those are the two teams they think most likely to come out of those regions. It'll be interesting to see when those numbers come up, and it's a really good point about Clemson being a four seed and seeing Tennessee in their region, they've got to be sitting there, Evan, going, geez, Louise, we're your four overall seed, and you stick the Vols in our region? It's a really good point Rusty brings up, Evan. <laughs> yeah, I'm giving someone a call, um, complaints, <laughs> writing a letter, something. Um, 
that, that, that is a tough draw. Tennessee hasn't had a great season overall, but, uh, there's no way you look at their paper, their, their lineup on paper, their staff on paper, and you're happy to see them come in your spot. There, there's just no way. I mean, I mean, Tony, Evan, Dino, I'm pretty sure Vegas still has us as the sixth most likely team to win it all. And we're going to the number, and, and, and the number four seed in the tournament by this dumb committee gives them us. <laughs> it's, it's comical how bad the committee is sometimes, but hey, it's a short drive from Knoxville to, to Clemson. So thanks, committee. We, wow. we, we, we finally got it. We, we finally got the kiss once. Rusty, thank you. And, and he makes a great point in this. First of all, I've got a stadium that holds 6,600 people, so they can't sell it out and keep our fans out. So if Tennessee fans and, – and, Matt, anytime Tennessee plays a game in the Carolinas that our fans want to get to in any of these sports, you can count on 1,000 or 1,500 people showing up if they want to go, if they want to get something they, people really want to see, or more than that. They'll, they'll, be, they'll be there. They'll okay. be there. So you'll be able to get tickets because 6,600 people, that's a lot of people in a baseball stadium. Now, you might end up on the berm or whatever, but it is what it is. It's postseason baseball. Plus, the I'll dem- tell you what. Go ahead, Evan. I, I, I don't know if we're going to uh, travel well against Charlotte, but if we win that first game and we see Clemson on Saturday, yeah. I would be willing to bet there's going to be a lot of Tennessee orange compared to the Clemson orange, uh, especially if we have a Chase Dollander on the mound. Uh-oh. Matt told me to shut the hell up earlier when I said I don't know that our fans would travel. I knew they would travel in droves to see you guys because you guys were like the Beatles of baseball. Uh, I mean, you guys would sell out when you would do the practice games, the four corners of the state, when Tony Valls was uh, bringing you all around. I don't know if this team has that team's drawing power, so to speak. But then again, it is the postseason, and the weather is going to be really nice over there. Good, Bino, you were wanting to add. No, I just think it's it's also Tennessee fans' first opportunity to travel uh, in several years to watch a regional game. So I, I think they'll take advantage of it. I'm like Matt. I I, I think that uh, I think we'll have a good crowd there. And to those of you that have never been to an NCAA tourney game, I want to encourage you to do that. Uh, if you're over in the Carolinas, and we've got uh, several thousand that hear us over there by the metrics that we see, I would encourage you to do that if you're nearby and you want to go see, because there is something special about postseason, particularly these how hard these teams play. Because you get no quarter from these teams. You've got to earn everything that happens. And they're all good teams. Go ahead, Brian. Here's a here's a tweet from Kendall Rogers. He said, "I feel like as good as Clemson baseball has been lately, getting Tennessee as the number two seed is a little strong. The balls are ultra dangerous, and with that pitching staff and some big time bats." That from Kendall Rogers. So you're you know you you're looking at it from Clemson's point of view, and you're looking at it from Tennessee's point of view, and you're saying from Tennessee's point of view, can we get out of here? And the answer. Oh, and is, by the way, absolutely. Six Go ahead. o'clock Eastern time. First pitch, Tennessee, Charlotte, ESPNU has the telecast. So 6 o'clock Friday Friday night. night. There you go. Rice fans, rice fans, rice fans. Evan, you like it? 6 o'clock Friday night? 
Man, I love it. How great and, is that, dude? Oh, my gosh. I, I've, I've kind of got chills just thinking about it. Damn. I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting excited in here. Hey, Evan, take us through a little bit how the team, what the team's preparation looks like this week, what, what type of things they do when they hit the road, that type of thing. Yeah, they'll probably get there a day early. Early, I'm going to guess they'll get there around Tuesday evening. Um, get a couple of get days of practice. Um, get get comfortable under just to get a feel of the stadium. And I guarantee you, Vitello is going in there uh, with a high sense of urgency mm. for the guys to to come perform. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram thanks St. Jude Children's Hospital for their admirable work. We are committing to their cause of providing quality care to families in need at no cost to them by donating $150 for every new vehicle sold. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram is proud to partner with St. Jude for the fourth consecutive year. If you are currently in the market for a new vehicle, visit the team in-store or shop online at Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia.net to help families protect what matters most. You can count on us. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job to defenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. 
this is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Spring is here and we are ready. We carry a full line of steel, echo, and chandala yard equipment. We also have a great selection of grass seed, fertilizer, and garden supplies. With the most knowledgeable sales staff in Southern Middle Tennessee, come check us out at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Coach, baseball is back, and WKRM 103.7 is excited to bring you coverage and sponsorship options for this 2023 season. That's right, Taff, and this year our advertising partners had the option to sponsor our live Little League coverage, Atlanta Braves coverage, or a combo package that carry both of them. This area loves baseball, and what a great way to support the community by helping us bring coverage of our Little League, but also taking a moment to promote local businesses. People are crazy about the Atlanta Braves. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's something special and timeless about baseball radio broadcast. There sure is. So visit Front Porch Radio TN and click on the blue Advertise With Us button for more information about how your company can sponsor baseball of all kinds this season with WKRM. Each week on History's Hook, we'll be bringing you interesting and informative stories from the past in an effort to connect the history in our own backyard to the big events that compose national and world history. I'm your host, Tom Price. This is not your high school history class. We're going to make history fun and compelling. We're going to get you hooked. History's Hook with your host, Tom Price, Saturdays at 9 a.m. and 6 p.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM Front Porch Radio. Join us for a journey through time. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Want to experience Spring Hill in one day under one roof? Now is your chance. Spring Hill's most popular annual community event, Experience Spring Hill The Event, presented by Liberty Federal Credit Union, is back and jam-packed with fun at Summit High School on Saturday, June 24th from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. You can learn more about this exciting event at experiencespringhill.com. We hope to see you there. This is Estate Plan Stan at Prochowski Estate Law. Here are some of the questions I get asked. Can I protect my child's inheritance from a divorce? Can I protect my children's inheritance from creditors or lawsuits? What if my child has a drug or alcohol problem? Can I protect their inheritance from that habit? What if I have a special needs child that cannot own property? The answer is yes. Call me at 931-363-7222 for one of my family vision meetings. Your family will thank you. 
I've got someone very, very special on the phone with me. He's going to tell us what's happening at Foodland. Miles Johnson, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing fantastic. What kind of specials you got for us this week? We have the normal uh, week-long sale, and that includes ground beef for $3.29 a pound, whole ribeye for $5.99 a pound, whole seedless watermelon, $5.99 each, fresh corn on the cob, two ears for a dollar, and Niagara 24-pack water, three for ten. All right, and these sales run through next Tuesday, correct? Yes, sir. And again, you're open seven days a week, 7 a.m. to 9 p.m., located right there on West 7th Street, right near the post office. So, Miles, uh, great deals. Uh, People need to come in and check them out. And uh, we'll uh, give you a call next Thursday and see how you're doing then. So, Miles, you have a great day. And uh, again, thanks for the uh, great staff. They really help everybody out when they come in. So, we'll talk to you later. All righty. Thank you. Thank you. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.